When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's the South Florida Morning Show with Jennifer Ross and Bill Adams on News Talk 850 WFTL. If you're high at altitude and you lose pressurization, all of the oxygen molecules in your body escape immediately. It isn't like holding your breath or anything like that. You've got to be on oxygen within five seconds or you'll begin to lose consciousness. Well, there's another aviation wow. expert chiming in. That's uh, NBC's guy. He was on the Today Show uh, this morning already. Jeff Gazzuti talking about what, what what caused the thing the private plane the private jet to you know lose altitude they apparently lost consciousness and then the jets were scrambled which caused the sonic booms across that area yeah because everybody in washington thought it was a terrorist attack when the pilot wasn't responding to the air traffic control tower when they try to get in touch with you and they're like you know Cessna, Citation, whatever you are, it's a, it's a nice, it's, you know, somebody wrote in and said it's not a little jet. In comparison to a commercial airliner, it's a little jet, but yeah. it's a nice little jet. There's right. no doubt about it. I mean, it's a private plane. It's not like a, you know, a little prop plane. It's a nice jet. But when they don't answer, I don't care who you are. That's when NORAD said, scramble them, go, because you're going to catch up to this this plane. They had to break a speed of 765 miles per hour to break the sun, to cause the sonic boom. Boy, they can they get there. cruising. So they caught up to it, and they realized the pilot was unresponsive. It was, it was interesting because they kept on saying the pilot was unresponsive, but they didn't say anything about the passengers. I'm thinking they couldn't see the passengers. Yeah, you know? that could be. Yeah, you're I, right. I don't know if they weren't near a window. Maybe they were right. in the back of the plane. Maybe they were on the floor. Who, who the heck knows? Uh, according to reports this morning, though, it, 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 the plane is owned by Barbara and John Rumpel. Um, it was their daughter, their granddaughter, and a nanny on board the plane with the pilot. It was two F-16s. They were from Joint Base Andrews. And, boy, they can get there in a hurry, can't they? Isn't it amazing? Unbelievable. Okay, can you imagine the adrenaline, though, if you're that pilot? And they cool. go, okay, go. You, you know go what it is. Supersonic, you're catching up to this thing. Right. And you're, you're cruising. Now, how do you even... You know, you think about it. You know, when I when I watch these these kids on these motorcycles on I ninety five going like one hundred and forty miles an hour, I'm thinking you can't judge quickly enough to get out of the way of a, a vehicle coming up on you. And this is usually how they end up getting killed. You're going that fast. How do you judge anything? You know, oh, I, I don't know, man. I, I mean, they, you're going eight hundred miles an hour. That's why they're the best of the best. And there's a reason why they chose wow. those two pilots. You know, to get on this. I don't think they were just, it wasn't wow. because they were on the schedule. Yeah, you know? it, was, it was pretty wild. So they ended up and they, they could they could verify that everybody on board had already passed. And they just stayed with the plane. I would assume they were given the orders at that point. We'll ask Jay Ratliff coming up in at 9.03 this morning, our aviation expert. I'm sure they were given the orders. If this thing starts going down in a populated area, you need to get rid of it yeah, before it exactly. hurts somebody. You and know, I'm more interested in the ground. From uh, when we talked to Jay, I'm more interested in talking about just the the private pilot aspect of this thing. I mean, you don't hear about this a lot. Thank God. The last time we, I mean, even talked anything like this was uh, Payne Stewart back in 1999. Yeah. Same thing happened. Um, kind of scary. How does it happen? That's what I want to know. I don't know. 
I don't know. And it's amazing how stories are covered these days because it was, I mean, it was all over social media. It's it's just a completely different world compared to a good example like Payne Stewart, which was 1999, yeah. remember on, on the Gulf Coast, where it was just like you kind of heard about it the next day. This was good or bad, immediate, real time, people posting their sonic boom videos right. all over the place. Speculation, that's where it went into a little bit of misinformation. But then you heard the thing real time. I think if we didn't have social media, I still don't think you'd hear about this story. Well, similar to the Chinese spy balloon. Right. We never would have heard about that if it wasn't for that guy. Where was he? South Dakota looked up and saw the balloon and went, what the heck's that thing flying over my ranch? You know, it's 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 interesting. You know, there's bad there's bad about social media, but there's also very good because you get all these stories right away. So, no, it, everyone's held accountable now. Because there's so many videos of it. You know, that's the only good thing about social media. Just crazy. It's, it's unfortunately crazy this, story. This, this family has, has dealt with, can you imagine you lose your daughter, your granddaughter, and the nanny, and the pilot all in one? That's horrible. Poor people. Here's our favorite Sonic Boom video, and there's thousands out there. This was the one with a dog on the very nice porch. <laughs> yeah, it is a nice porch. Here it was, chilling. Good, nice spot, you know. Laying in the sun, laying nice in on the a sun. really nice, nice couch. I'm thinking, wow. And he hears this, and he freaks and runs right inside. <laughs> there he goes. Scramble, scramble. He's out. <laughs> See you later. Poor thing. He was scared to death. Aww. I felt bad for him. Poor guy. But uh, yeah, it's 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 amazing how many people have ring doorbells or some kind of outdoor right. That's system another thing. Now. You know, it's like it was like that that one family. This the guy's probably thrilled that people actually watched him play his guitar and his harmonica at the same time with his wife. <laughs> and you hear the noise, and then they run out, and you see their neighborhood through their ring doorbell. It's like okay. So they're filming themselves singing or getting ready to sing because he's he was playing the harmonica at the time. It was so. like a look into America's weekend. Some people were outside, people were washing cars. These people were playing. The, the dog was on the porch. Yeah. They, 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 <laughs> hear the sonic boom. What were you doing when the sonic boom took place? Unbelievable. Interesting. Mm. Uh, just real quick, from the swamp, the FBI is expected to bring that... Uh, much ballyhooed document to Capitol Hill today that allegedly describes a $5 million criminal bribery scheme involving President Biden and a foreign national. Mm -hmm. This is what Comer, James Comer, from Kentucky has been talking about. Democrats already saying, ah, it's not going to prove anything. I, did you, okay, uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, what are the odds that the President of the United States is going to go down for this letter? Uh, pretty low on this one, but if there's multiple letters from here on out, or if the Republicans were smart with their whistleblowers... And they've got something to match up against this thing, and it was doctored. The odds increased dramatically. Yeah, well, I I don't see anything happening. I really don't. It's, Probably not. Uh, unfortunate because I I think that what did what did what did Trump say? He said you thought the Clintons were corrupt. <laughs> the Bidens put them to shame. Um, basically, that's really saying something. And then if you say that about uh, the Biden you know family, I think it's the whole. Fa well, according to those emails that Hunter had, it was the whole family. Oh, wow. Well, we got this. Next time somebody tells you that McDonald's is no good for you, yep. tell them about Kevin McGinnis. What did he do? He was going to eat nothing but McDonald's for 100 days and try to lose weight. Wow. Most people said he'd never make his 50-pound goal. Did he only eat the salads? We'll find we out. Know? On day 100, he had lost 58 and a half pounds. Holy cow! He's been sharing his journey on TikTok, of course. Oh, of course. Started his diet challenge at 238 pounds. 100-day milestone, he appeared on the Today Show to talk about the journey. 
Boy, oh, this is good on. advertising for McDonald's. You're isn't not it? kidding. Holy cow. Uh, entire menu, to answer your question. Big Macs, quarter pounders. Really? But no soda and sugary drinks. Left that out of the equation. Which should tell you how that's most of our problem is sugar. Yeah, so true. So, oh, come on. He's eating all the bread. You know, he's got a lot of carbs there if he's eating, you know, the Big Macs or the hamburgers or the fish fillet sandwich. So, whatever he eats. But, he, wow. Everything, here's his trick. Okay. You know, you hear a lot of people talk about portion size. Right. It says, everything I ordered, and that was everything, including apple pies, everything, split it all in half. So he But that's went, still a lot. Yeah, but so he went to McDonald's and say he gets a Big Mac meal, and he cut, he, so he gets fries, he gets a, a, a water, and he gets a Big Mac. Right. So he cuts the Big Mac in half, he cuts the fries in half, has one for lunch and one for dinner. Right. That's still a lot of food. That's I know. still a lot of calories. It can be done. Wow. He's got a message. Holy cow. He's got a message. Stop vilifying food. That's what he said. Oh, okay. Uh, he did it. And Holy cow. Was only drinking water besides that. No alcohol during the challenge. Alrighty. Well, that's but another still. big key. So no, cut out sugar and alcohol, really. Yeah, but wow. He's no, not he's, a young guy either, by the he's, way. He's still getting sugar because of the carbs, though. Well, that's true. And bread. The sugar yeah. and bread. Right. But I mean, he cut out the sugar, sugar. Straight sugar, sugar. Sugar, yeah. Wow. That's my problem. Every now and then I got to have a Coke. I'm sorry. It's like I, my body goes into shock. It's like, you need a Coke. He now. didn't work out, uh, didn't snack between meals, but didn't work out or perform any exercise. <laughs> Come on. Wow. So he wasn't like, you know, before we found out he was creepy, Jared. No. He wasn't like Jared at Subway. Not at all. Walking whatever it was, three miles to the Subway back and forth. Just so. a dude. That's amazing. So you know what? McDonald's should hire him. I if know, that seriously. isn't truly the case. No, they say, don't have to. they got enough free advertising. <laughs> yeah, the guy's got his own blog now. Unbelievable. That's wild. What's up at the box office? Big uh, big weekend for Spider-Man, and I think we should pour one out for our local postal workers. The report came up about how many dog bites they suffer. It's not just cartoons. It really happens. It's horrible, isn't it? It wow. really is. Get that in uh, the Sonic Boom story coming up next. The East South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. Appreciate you, Jennifer. It was nice to talk to her last week, getting ready for uh, hurricane season. And part of that, that blob that we had created all kinds of rain over the weekend. But that sounds a lot better for the work week. Good. Isn't it nice? Well, we're back in the typical summer weather. If you're new to South yeah. Florida in the summer, it's nice until about 4 o'clock. Then it rains for about an hour, maybe an hour and a half. Then the sun comes back out and the humidity goes through the roof. And then it's nice again. My lake is full. Is it? The bass were like, we got all this room. <laughs> <laughs> my pool overflowed it, as my daughter used to say. So I was like, okay. It's like, oh, and it's cooler. It dropped the temperature of the pool by a good, I'd say, 12 degrees. Nice, wasn't it? It was like really nice. So I was like, thanks. So exactly. So uh, heat up again, though. That's way better. Saturday was crazy amount of rain for me. And then I think you got that same rainstorm, you up there in the north uh, country, I think Sunday. Yeah, Sunday yesterday. then turned out to be nice. Just weird, weird weather. It, uh, it was. A, I think it was just the the outer effects of that blob that was sitting off of the into the Gulf. That thing was far away. Yeah, I know. Then it hit Cuba. It was Crazy. like, holy cow. Then it was kind of like, eh, and it poofed out. So, good. Telling Any, you, no hurricanes this year. Anywhere you go, you're going to see people's home videos of the sonic boom, they're calling it, because the jets, the two F-16s, were scrambled to see what the heck was going on. Turns out it was a private Cessna. Um, and the working theory so far 
from pretty much everybody is that everybody on board had like lost consciousness, probably a pressurization problem. Right, that's what they're saying. But uh, when uh, the air traffic controllers couldn't get in touch with the pilot for an extended period of time, uh, that, that I would love to know what the chain of command is. You know, all of a sudden the air traffic controller says to the boss, uh, this, this Cessna, they're not answering us. You know, we don't know. And they're flying like right toward Washington, D.C. Uh, they're flying right toward the Pentagon to toward the White House. People panic. Yeah. So, exactly. I mean, somebody from air traffic control has to call somebody else who ends up calling NORAD. And NORAD gives the OK, go supersonic. You guys get out there and stop this plane and find out what's going on. They had to go in excess of 765 miles an hour to, to cause the sonic boom. They were they were flying. No pun intended. So they catch up to this plane, realize that everybody on board has passed out, uh, unresponsive, probably at that point dead. And then they just stay with the plane until it crashed. Crashed in Virginia. And it's, <laughs> we said it before, it's kind of like a look into America's weekend. Because oh, everybody, and this would have been a totally different story. Maybe it wouldn't even, it would have been a localized story to Virginia, maybe, without social media. Because people posted all their videos from either cell phones, ring doorbell cameras. Right. These two people were just recording a video with a guitar and harmonica. <laughs> the guy's playing the harmonica, playing the guitar at the same time. And the looks on their faces <laughs> when they heard this sonic boom, it's unreal. It's like, oh. Oh, there goes the guitar. <laughs> there they go. <laughs> Outside, then you find out from the, you know, the, their ring doorbell, you see their neighborhood. And they're looking, and they're, everyone's looking for, I, it sounded like somebody fell. Didn't it sound like somebody fell at it the did. very beginning? It was like there was a big thud, like somebody fell off their roof or something. So they're looking around, and there's nothing. So then you go, well, what the heck was that? And then all the neighbors come out, and they all start talking. Do you hear that? Do you hear that? And it's wild, though. It I mean, and boom. then it forced the Department of Defense to explain to everybody what happened. Social media, like it or not, you know, everybody's little cell phone camera. We're all independent journalists now. That's dictating the news cycle and what you see. So true. Well, and you can't lie. It's you know, all right had, there. You had hundreds of people posting the sonic boom. What are they supposed to say? Oh, it wasn't a sonic boom? You know, the interesting part is how far away were the jets before they heard that sonic boom? I'd, I'd love to know. You know, they how had far, it. How far do you hear it? You know, they, they were nowhere in sight because right. they all, you see them looking around and there's nothing there. And it's like, okay, That's how far, far away were they? It's a great question because I think that couple guitar and harmonica, they were, uh, I think that's Maryland. So I don't know whether it was overhead. I don't know. Boy. The Jets came from, the F-16 came from uh, Joint Base Andrews. So, and they were in excess of 765 miles an hour, so they were they were cruising. Wow. And then they caught up to the plane, and they stayed with the plane. They were both on either side, yeah. and I'm sure you'll see those videos later as well. And they stay with the plane until, I guess, it runs out of fuel. Kind of what happened with um, Payne Stewart, the yeah. golfer. He was only 42 years old when it happened. It was him. There were three other people on the plane with him, plus the pilot. The same it thing. doesn't happen that often. Think of how many private planes are in the air every weekend. But, there, you know, you would think there's, I mean, I, I don't know how it happens. So we have to ask Jay, Ray, Jay Ratliff coming up at 903, our aviation expert. Um, how, does, how, does, how does a plane depressurize without you knowing? It's a great question. Is, is there a leak somewhere? I mean, is it a valve you forget to close? I mean, what happens? Maybe it was on the turn of this thing. Did you see the flight path where it turned? It was trying to go to Long Island. Yeah, it was. It was right yeah. around there. It made a turn. Maybe that was too close. Too many G's. I don't know. I, I don't know. We'll find out, though. I'm sure. And then the NTSB has got to recover all this stuff and try yep. to figure out what's going on. So, Well, this is a good reminder. Be very nice to your local postal worker because there's a new report out from the U.S. Postal Service that it's not just like a, an urban myth. It's not just a cartoon. 
Male carriers have reason to be cautious around man's best friend. There were more than 5,300 postal workers were attacked by dogs last year. Oh, my gosh. Houston, Texas had the highest number. Really? With 57. Wow. You, you What's going f- on in Houston? Uh, I think Houston I is know. a big city. Yeah, How are you getting bit by a dog in a big city? Deep into the neighborhoods and... Wow. Small okay. chain link fences. Yeah, that didn't Fido hold. jumping <laughs> over the mail carrier. Right. There here comes that pit bull right at you. I mean, you think about it, though. It makes sense. And that number, they I don't know why, is going up. Maybe there's more dogs in the country. But uh, they go into people's neighborhoods. They go into people's yards, wow. doors. It makes you know, sense. It should be interesting to see. I'm surprised. You know, postal workers do it. I would love to see how many Amazon workers oh, and yeah, deliverers get, get bitten. Because you know that happens. The one, you know, they come to my house. If my dogs are out. You know, they're fairly large, and they're they're pretty imposing. I'll see the guy, he'll be like 20 feet away from the gate going, I got a package for you. Just leave it right there. I'll come get it. You sure? Yeah, just leave it right there. The only human being that Cooper won't grumble at when they're getting close to the thing, like this, he'll look up out of a nap, and it's the Amazon guy, go right back to sleep. (laughs) We get so many Amazon packages, he sees that person in the blue truck, it's like a member of the family. It's like, okay. It's like, oh, he's here again. Okay. It's Lauren coming home. <laughs> okay. No problem. That's funny that the dog doesn't react. Unbelievable. <laughs> All right, we got rapid fire coming up. First time of the week. A lot to cover. Uh, good and bad. Coming up next, the East South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. Time for Jen and Bill's Rapid Fire on News Talk 850 FTL. It's about that time. Find out what's going on in the world. What do you need to know? Jen, what's up? Okay, why don't I go in the water? Anybody want to well, answer that question? Well, there's a multitude of reasons okay, now. Okay, what's the main reason I don't go in the water? Um, what's that Latin term for fear of hydroactivity? <laughs> no, it's sharks. Sharks. Another reason to stay out of the water. Of course, this shark in particular was just like out of a scene in Jaws. Did you see this video? Of course, it attacked a boat that had videographers and dive videographers that do this for a living. Was this recent? I just saw yes. this video. I thought it was an old video. No, no. It oh, was. Wow. Ju- Remember when he said, we're going to need a bigger boat? Yeah. He's chumming. That's exactly what happened. These guys are in Mosel Bay in South... Mosel? Mosel Bay, South Africa. There's a guy in a cage underwater. He filmed the whole thing. There's a guy on the boat who's a photographer. That's what these guys do. The damn shark came out of the water to eat the chum on the side of the boat. It came out of the water yeah. to try to get on the boat to eat the chum that was sitting there. I'm like, oh it's my always gosh. chum or blood. That's it. I'm like, anytime there's anything, any of that around you, that you always have an incident. But I, these guys, instead of being afraid, they were all excited. Oh, sure. So next sure. thing you know, more of them are jumping in the water, taking video of it. I said you're crazy, but it looked just like that scene out of Jaws. I was like, holy cow! Yeah, you're right. I came across another video too. Maybe I can couple them together as, as a shark blog post for sure. today. We're getting closer to Shark Week. Yeah, that's right. And there was a video, and this is the one. I'm not sure how old this is, but it was you know a fishing boat, and the guy was taking video from up top on the on the deck there. As they're bringing in a big hatch. I mean, it was it was a big fish. I couldn't really tell what it was. But as they finally, it was probably at least a two-hour fight from the look of this oh fish. Oh, my God. And oh. as they finally get it to the boat, oh no. a great white comes out no. of nowhere <laughs> and grabs this thing. And they're oh. all screaming like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's it, like the plot of Old unreal. Man of the Sea. Yes, the it, shark ate his fish. Yeah. Right. And nobody believed him. <laughs> it's 
Listen, these to guys it. had video galore, though, and, and pictures of this. And one guy's got a perfect shot. Looks just like the scene out of Jaws where the shark's mouth is completely open and he's right on the side of the boat. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. I'll yeah. find both videos and get them on the blog there today. I always wonder Thanks, what Steven you know? Spielberg thinks about these videos right. and stories that come out. Does he look at it and go, you know, we, we got it pretty right. Yeah. yeah. Well, you might, it makes you wonder where he got the stories from that he got it that right. Or, I mean, the you video know? of what it lo- the shark looks like. Right. Yeah. Just get that visual. I don't know. Bruce, the shark that always broke. It's <laughs> incredible. There were, what, three of them, right? Yeah. They always broke. All right, we know this. Uh, it's a Florida businessman who says his family was on the crash, the plane that caused chaos in Washington, D.C. Yesterday, the plane sparked panic after it violated restricted airspace. You know about this part already. It forced the military to scramble F-16s, two of them, supersonic speeds. That caused the sonic booms, which has created all the videos. I mean, there's thousands of them on social media. Wow. Just people living their weekend lives in that area, and they heard the sonic boom. It's kind of sketchy. I just feel so badly for this family. Speaking of video, I got that on the blog right now, too. A couple of the like reaction a videos. Yeah, exactly. My favorite one is the couple playing guitar. We got that one just, there. They, they just have the phone in front of them. They're practicing something. He's got harmonica and the guitar, and that was like, ba-boom! <laughs> it's like a one-man band. Yeah. I thought maybe his foot was attached to a drum. <laughs> in the end, the civilian plane crashed into the Virginia wilderness... Repeated attempts by NORAD to try to establish contact. That's when they scramble the jets. Uh, the Florida businessman's name is John Rumpel. Says his daughter, granddaughter, Ooh. her nanny, and the pilot, they were all on board the plane. They were trying to get to Long Island. Wow. That's terrible. It's it is. So it's, very, it's, it's very sad. It really is. It's just a sad situation. It is a sad. No, it is a sad story. It's... It's a shame. You brought up Payne Stewart. Payne Stewart's actually trending now on Twitter this morning. Oh, is it? Because a lot of people thought about, you know, he was a famous golfer. I think yeah. he won the U.S. Open, right? And if, if I remember correctly, if I'm wrong, I don't know. But yeah, when he died in that plane crash in 99. I remember I remember his funeral. It's a big deal. Oh, it's huge. But you heard about that story way later. Right. It's true. I know it was further out in the Gulf, and I get that. But this yeah. thing was immediate. That's right. I mean, they had to start talking about this. Yeah. Because everybody was posting the Sonic Boom videos. Right. And people were following on radar yeah. and everything. Well, he won three major championships. Oh, he did by win the three way. Majors. Yeah, he was big. Guys, did you have you looked up and noticed anything different in the sky? Yeah, full moon last night. Ah, you're on uh, you're on the right track. It's okay, I'm, we're waning now. That's right. We're in, so it's good. Waning Gibbous. Waning okay. Gibbous is back. All right. <laughs> How about a second moon? Listen to this. this what is, is this Tatooine? I'm telling you. It's, it's well, I've been watching too many sci-fi films. No, this is real. Sure uh, it is. Well, kind of. A space rock that has been dubbed 2023 FW13. Of course. Oh, friend of mine. <laughs> was first discovered in March, just a few months ago. In Hawaii, they have that stars observatory. It's like it's, oh, it's, it just sits up on the top of the mountain yeah, like the volcano it's there. Huge. Yeah, it's cool. They just discovered this thing. And at first glance, they thought it was an asteroid. The scientists thought it was like an asteroid that was circling the Earth, which would mean it would actually be like a second moon. But they found that it's orbiting the sun... Which what? makes it a quasi-moon, or they call it a fake moon. But here's the thing. Here, here's the kicker. And this, this is real. This this big it asteroid sure thing. Is. No, I swear to you, they found this thing. <laughs> the thing is, it turns out this asteroid has been following the planet around the sun for over 2,000 years. It has gone completely undetected until now. They trace this thing back all the way back to 100 BC, the time of Julius Caesar's birth. What? This oh, is insane. Come on. No, I'm serious. This is what they're saying. when They, they found this thing a few months ago. What's that uh, little no. fish that clings onto the sharks? What do they call it? A menorah? Oh, it's a little sucker fish. A little yeah. sucker fish. That's what it is. It's a sucker fish. That's no more. Oh, no. It's a space station. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Darth Vader's coming for us. 
We're caught in the tractor beam of Diener's fake news. How come it took him so long to see this thing? It was just the angle behind behind the earth. I mean, for, you know, I guess, not technically speaking, but the angle that it was at. the International Space Station never saw it? I don't know. They, they just went because it doesn't there. exist. That's really, what they're saying. <laughs> or anybody that's been in space, they would have seen this little thing. You know, it's kind of clinging on. Space is a big area. It's Jen. a Klingon. It is Uh-oh. a Klingon. So, but it's actually orbiting the sun. So they call it a a quasi moon because it's been following in the Earth's trajectory of uh, orbiting the sun for over two thousand years. I don't believe Morty. So we us. have a moon and a half. No one saw it. <laughs> no one. Come on. Yeah. That's what they say. <laughs> for thousands of years. Yeah, sure. There By the way, go. side note, did you see the Chinese astronauts came back from the moon? Oh, they came back? Yeah. They could have shopping bags with them? I don't know. Hopefully they didn't have more viruses with them, but yeah, they came well, back. Wow. Wait, okay. they actually had people on the moon? Well, yeah. Explorers. What? Well, I mean the, the orbiters. Oh, oh, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, wow, they whoa, weren't wait. up there digging and creating like shopping centers. <laughs> that's what I'm imagining. That's right. Because they do have a probe on the dark side of the moon. They, that's the truth. That is true. And we still don't know what they're we doing. We don't know what's going on. Oh. Well, today's a big day at the White House. It is? Yes, big day. Joe Biden got a new shoes, so he won't fall again. You want the good news or the bad news oh, about boy. who's going to the White House? Oh, bad. Boy. Bad news is the president and the prime minister of Norway are going to meet with the president of the United States today. Why? What does Norway buy more of than any other military piece of equipment wood. from us. Norwegian wood. Norwegian wood, yeah. no. F-16s. Really? There is a lot of push from us for Norway to give the F-16s to Ukraine. That's one. After he leaves and she leaves, the Kansas City Chiefs show up. Oh. They're going to the White House today for the first time Today's after winning two Super Bowls. Wow, on the day that uh, the Grand Lady of the Chiefs died. Yeah, wow, you're right. Oh, she that's died sad. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So anyway, I'm sure they'll make mention of her. Well, that's if Biden remembers. Yeah, he won't. Yeah. No, he won't mention it. So. Norma Hunt, 85 years old. Yes, she passed away over the weekend. She's the only woman to ever attend every single Super Bowl. Wow, wow. How about that? Amazing, right? Holy cow! She was 85, and oh, she, wait, wait. they just showed her. She looked great. Holding the Lombardi Trophy from last Super Bowl, she looked great. Yeah, she does look really good. Wait yeah. a minute, how old? How long ago was the first Super Bowl? What year? Sixty-nine. Oh, I was going to say so, yeah. okay. So she was like thirty something. All right, I was trying to figure out how old she was. Wow. <laughs> say, Biden's wow. going to go. You told me a bunch of chefs were coming. <laughs> we're having Chiefs dinner. Yeah, hey, uh, in the very near future, you could be having this conversation. Hey, uh, who's your cell phone provider? Amazon. What? Really? Amazon Prime could eventually include cheap cell service. That's from the business journals. Cheap cell service. You mean inexpensive? Not cheap, right? Okay. There you go. Uh, Free cell phone service, in fact, maybe. Bloomberg claiming Amazon's been talking with T-Mobile and AT&T about working together. A new offering, which could cost Amazon subscribers 10 bucks or less a month. Whoa. That's cheap. It's less than And you know what? You put it on your Amazon (laughs) account, boom, you have no idea. And then you pay it off monthly. Yeah, you're right. Talk about no frills, though. Okay. What could you get for 10 bucks? So would they come out with their own phone? No. Did they, did they no, say no. that? They're just talking about, you know, just a just, very, very, very discount offer. Wow. Just their, their own network. Yeah, you're not streaming anything on that well, phone? Well, no. Holy <laughs> cow. <laughs> you might be able to play Snake like you used to do on the old phones. Remember I that love thing? love Snake. The Nokia 6102s. Oh, that was awesome. Yeah. So, well, guys, I got to continue with the sports update. We're still going here. So, I got to keep you up to date. The Florida Panthers and the Miami Heat both lost over the weekend in their oh. game one appearances in the finals. But the Miami Heat last night came back strong in Denver, winning game two. Didn't they win like at the buzzer? Yeah, it was. Came down to the wire. It really, it was one of the most impressive wins 
as a Heat fan, I've been watching probably since the mid nineties. As far as Denver up about, I tuned in the third. They were up like twelve, exactly. Or it might have been and they lost. Second. Yeah, they were. They wow. Were, at one point, Denver was up fifteen points. Wow. They were nine and zero. They were undefeated in Denver this this postseason. Seven game win streak overall. Miami hasn't won in Denver in seven years. Wow. Just in general, oh, it's a big deal. Holy so cow. to come back from fifteen points down, it's just an unbelievable win. So now the series is tied. Coming back to Miami game three is Wednesday and Panthers game two. In Vegas is uh, tonight at eight o'clock. They're going to try to even up that series before they come home. Wow! So the final. You, the, I, you know what? You have to mention you went to the Panthers Arena. Uh, was it Friday night? Saturday night for a watch party. I was shocked. The place was sold out. It was yeah. unreal. That was incredible. I mean, I, I, so I, I guess the after much speculation about Kachuk getting suspended, that's not going to happen. I guess not, not the one happen. game suspension. I was worried. Should because, be. I, I was. And be completely honest with you, should be. <laughs> they, they, he came around, and I, I don't know who was from the Panthers. I didn't catch it because it was in the moment. But he had one of the guys in a headlock for Vegas. That was a really rough game. They were just all going at each other the whole time, and Kachuk came around and just sucker punched the guy right in the face, and they threw him out. I was like, they didn't Whoa. suspend him because Under five minutes left of the game. Could yeah. very easely should have been a one-game suspension. I thought they were going wow. to. It was a sucker punch. There's no doubt about it. But wow. I guess he was frustrated from a lot of other stuff that happened. Who knows? That's <laughs> kind of what he does, Diener. It's <laughs> what he's always done and always will do. The Kachucks. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> did, right. did he learn that from his dad? I don't know. Oh, no. He was a clean player. Oh, I don't know what the player? hell happened to the kids. Oh, boy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> More on the, uh, the Sonic Booms happening uh, throughout the Mid-Atlantic states. That was just crazy, though. Again, sad kind of story s- overall. Yeah, man, and scary for the people on the ground. Yeah, no doubt about it. You know what? You hear a sonic boom in the middle of Virginia, you're like, what the heck's going on? We're we'll talking about out of control though. In the sea too. How about this thing on Merritt Island? Out of control boat racing towards the <gasps> shore. Yeah, this was crazy. Thankfully, that uh, was taken care of. That and more coming up next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. Where'd you park? In the LFI River on off uh, 41. Do you know where you are now? Right now, I'm, I think we're way out of the way. Okay, how much have you had to drink? We don't have no alcohol. I'm looking at an empty beer can. Wow, not no only alcohol. chaos in the skies, but in the sea too off of Merritt Island, uh, off of uh, Pinellas County. This guy was charged, arrested with driving under the influence. He was caught, passed out at the helm of a boat who was going towards a crowded beach. Yeah, and, and you see this boat, and the guy is like slumped over the wheel, and they're flying. And I guess his passenger was also passed out. I get, oh, great. A, a helicopter <laughs> saw them and was, was flying above them to try to tell the Coast Guard, or the in this case, the Madeira. I guess it was the Pinellas County Sheriff's Office that tracked him down. They sent out two big boats. But the guy finally woke up. But you see him. He's running parallel to the beach, maybe 500 feet off the, the, the shoreline. I mean, there's people in the water. Had he gone a little bit closer, he probably would have killed people. And I don't know how they got him to wake up if they blew a horn or they yelled and screamed or, you know, but they end up and they corner him in. The guy's just sloshed. Did I say Merida? I meant Madeira Beach. I don't know why that was stuck in my head, but you're right. I mean, just how does that happen, by the way? How do two people on a boat? And there's only two of them. I yeah. they both pass out. Is it like middle of conversation? I, who knows? But apparently they threw all the beer cans but one overboard, and that's when the cop goes, uh, I see an empty beer can. The guy was plastered. Oh, he's gone. We so, haven't had any alcohol, yeah. did you hear him? <laughs> and he said he started in some river, and the cop was like, do you know how far away that is from where you are right now so he figures he was lying about where he started from too so uh, thank goodness no one was hurt or killed or whatever I, this guy it's horrible how he didn't hit anything oh it's just nuts 
It was, you know, somebody was watching out for somebody, but the guy was slumped over. My favorite part of that whole sound cut was when he asked him, you know where you are right now? Right now, I think we're way out of the way. Huh? <laughs> you are way out of the way, buddy. <laughs> wow. Wow. So they, they, when they do that, did they take the boat away? I think so. You know, and I'm does that become sure. like the sheriff's office boat? You know, is that how they get all these boats? Because I know they take them away from the drug dealers. Comes, goes to the impound yard. Wow. Wow. That's just nuts, though. Jeez. It really is. We don't have any alcohol. Aren't there? I mean, there are laws now, right? You can't drive a boat drunk, right? I mean, they arrest you on the spot. Of course. Okay. Oh, yeah. I mean, I can remember for the longest time. I mean, when, well, geez, when I was a kid, you could drink and drive. Never mind. Boat and drive. Man. So that's just, that's horrifying, though, that that happens. It's just how close they were to the beach is the scary part. What is wrong with people? I don't know. Stop it. Big weekend box office for your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. That Boy, Spidey guys, Universe show, wow. Yeah, you guys are right. It took in $120.5 bucks, crushed. Crushed the Little Mermaid. That fell to number two with $41 million. Wow. So I guess, I, I guess Disney's plan here is to make up the Little Mermaid with streaming stuff and merchandise, because and, that, that cost a lot of money to make. We went to McDonald's, got a yep. Happy Meal. There's Little Mermaid stuff in there. It, we got a fish that looks like Nemo, not like... Like the you know the flounder, it oh. looks like Nemo. Did they swap them out? I don't know. <laughs> it was we got the Little Mermaid. Nora got the Little Mermaid and this other fish that looked like Nemo. I was like, oh, maybe they're just trying to make them a little more kid friendly because wow. the one in the movie doesn't look too kid friendly. But it it fell to number two. I, I don't know what's coming out this weekend. What's the next big movie? Is it Barbie? Or when does Indiana Jones come out? July, I think, isn't it? I think they're all in July, right? I, th- I gotta look it up to make sure, but I think Indiana Jones is June thirtieth. Oh, and, is it? Ah, and then uh, Barbie and Oppenheimer, Mission Impossible, they all come out like the same weekend. Like there's mid-July. another Mission Impossible. Yeah, that's the one. Remember, they, he like flies off the cliff. They oh, kept showing those. Right. Yes. Wow. They all come out like the same weekend. Those three. Huge. By the way, speaking of Mission Impossible, remember the movie that he did where he jumped off the building in Dubai. Yeah. The, the hotel that they were building. Mm-hmm. Do you know, a friend of mine was just in Dubai, and I asked him, I said, oh, did you go to the Mission Impossible Hotel? He goes, $2,500 a night for a room, <laughs> and that's the cheap rooms. That's why Tom Cruise had to jump off the building. <laughs> $2,500 sir, a night. Sir, your room service bill is here. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. My God. Who the hell can afford to stay there? That's, I don't know. That's crazy. Yeah. You're paying for Tom Cruise's film is what you're doing. <laughs> more Goodness. details on the uh, the Sonic Boom story from over the weekend. Uh, and they're starting to get more information about who was on board that thing as the F-16s were scrambled. And Apple's got a big day today unveiling new products. This is that big uh, California launch. What are they unveiling? It's, it's apparently a lot to do with Apple Watches. Oh, yeah? I don't know, but we'll find out. It's oh, coming cool. up next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. It's the South Florida Morning Show with Jennifer Ross and Bill Adams on News Talk 850 WFTL. If you're high at altitude and you lose pressurization, all of the oxygen molecules in your body escape immediately. It isn't like holding your breath or anything like that. You've got to be on oxygen within five seconds or you'll begin to lose consciousness. Well, that answers your your wow. question to that, Jen. That's uh, one of the many aviation analysts that are coming out with theories on this, and that seems to be the working theory. That's the guy from NBC News. And what caused the entire thing? The private plane that apparently invaded airspace and, you know, was... The cause of the F-16s being scrambled had to be a pressurization problem, you'd think. Okay, so on a commercial airliner, in the event something like this would happen, the flight attendant, in the event there's deep, you know, deep 
pressurization of the cabin, the air masks come down. Put the air mask on somebody else first, you know, the face mask on, oxygen mask pop out. Do private planes have oxygen masks that pop out of the ceiling? It's a good question, too. These are questions for Jay Ratliff. An hour from right now, our aviation expert in Flight 850, our segment, we're going to ask him all this stuff. That's a really good question. Right? And would you have time? If he's saying you got five seconds before you pass out, how much time do you really have? I didn't realize that. I honestly thought... This is, this is how misdirected we are by movies and TV shows. I honestly thought if somehow they were able to gain pressure and altitude again, it'd pop back up. Yeah. That, that's not the case. No. <laughs> it's just yeah, not no, true. No, no, But if, I mean, in the event they say the, the, those oxygen masks fall down, put it on the person you're with first. If it's a child, you'd be dead. Yeah, that, that's if that's clear. If he said if in five seconds you're passed out and that's it, you're done. And, and by and the way, not coming back. that's not this one guy. That seems to be the prevailing theory on what possibly could have caused this. It was a, this was a family and a, and a oh, private pilot they hired. Yeah. And it's probably a pilot that's flown for them. You know, usually these private pli- pilots stay with these families yeah. for extended periods of time. Right. There's like, you know, three or four guys or girls that work for the same family and they just alternate. Um, we know more about the family now. John Rumpel is a Florida businessman, says his daughter, granddaughter, her nanny and the pilot were all on board that plane, which eventually oh, crashed in Virginia, way sad. in the middle of nowhere. But it scrambled the F-16s, obviously. They had to. So, you know, you know, since the, the plane was registered to this man, that he got the phone call yesterday afternoon. Your yeah. plane is now flying over Virginia. Air, you know, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm on the ground, but it's my daughter and my granddaughter and the, and the nanny. And they're with our pilot whose name is blah, blah, blah. Uh, it's not a terrorist attack. So then they have to tell him everybody's unresponsive on the plane. Yeah, that's, that's true, too. Horrible. There's got to be a whole team discovering what this Ugh. is and where, you know, it's its origin. Find out the plane owner. Talk to him. You're right. Yeah. A lot of that happens before they scramble the jets. Yeah, because they got the, the first thing they're doing is, you know, they're looking and they're saying, oh, the, the, the pilot's not responding. He's passed out. And then they, I don't know if they could see anybody else on the plane. Because the, all they kept on saying was the pilot was unresponsive. They didn't talk about the rest of the people on the plane. Uh, there's, I mean, it's a nice little jet. And, and somebody sent us a thing, well, it's not a little plane. Well, in comparison to a commercial jetliner, yeah, it's a small plane. It's a private plane. It's a nice private plane. Some of them cost like 4 or $5 million. So it caused a whole string of social media posts. First of all, people going, what was that? And then they started posting their videos of the sonic booms in the area, some of which sounded like this. I mean, that doesn't wow. know justice in person. Man, that had to be loud. Can you imagine? Yeah, and you know, you're, you you live near, you know, Washington, D.C. That's got to be your first theory is, right. oh, my gosh, is somebody, it was out of bomb. Did somebody just <laughs> blow up the White House, you know, Jeez. or the Pentagon? I mean, you got to think that way, right? If you're, I look at, I look at Washington, D.C. as ground zero. If you're going to attack this nation, that's where you would go first. Uh, you know, they tried to with 9-11, unfortunately. You know, fortunately for us, we had that guy in the plane that crashed at first, but they got to the, the Pentagon. They got to the Pentagon, but they and they got to New York City. But that other plane was headed for the White House, wasn't it? Yeah. Yep. Exactly. So, Todd, what was his name? Beeman? Beamer. Let's roll. Yeah. Um, Apple's got a big update today for California. They're Cupertino headquarters, but it'll be about one o'clock our time. They get, Apparently, they're talking about a virtual reality update for a new product. Wow. I yeah, have, they said it was a mixed reality headset. What's that mean? I don't know, but that didn't really work out for Meta, the Facebook company. I, you know what? Uh, friends of mine, their kids all got those 
things you put on your head? Those... The Oculus? Oh, my God. Yeah. I got sick. I put it on for like 10 seconds. It was a roller coaster thing. I was like, no, you can keep this. <laughs> oh, Not that, me. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good idea. Let, let's put a virtual reality roller coaster rise simulation on the lady that doesn't like real roller coasters. <laughs> Boy, you got some thinkers there. No, I thought it would. I I actually said, let me try them because I figured I would be able to handle it, figuring it was virtual reality. Boy, was I wrong. It's, you get the same feeling. It's terrible. My stomach went up and I was like, oh, my God, I'm done. The uh, I don't know. It's, it's good news if you have Apple stock because it always seems to go up when they release these things. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of excitement and hype and then uh, well, who knows. Well, I, I, but they said it was a whole bunch of products. Do they do like the, like they used to do in the past? You know, they invite all the, the geeky people from all the, the, you know, the publications and everybody gets excited when they come out. Remember the good ones, though, with Steve Jobs back in the day? He would come out and do the presentation and just wear, I loved him. wearing all black. And, yeah. yeah. It's uh, it's not quite the same with Tim Cook. Because they Seriously, there's a lot of people in the tech industry that look at this and they say, okay, they're running out of the Steve Jobs ideas. Where's the innovation? Wow. Really? I mean, what's new? So maybe this is their big breakout. Oh, who knows? I don't know. Would you buy it? Would you guys do virtual reality I have, stuff? Unless I can find a purpose. I have less than zero interest in that. Really? Yeah, do, do your kids? My kids, no. no. Not at all. None whatsoever. And I know that from a fact. They'd be like, nah, that's not me. They'd yeah. rather do it in reality, not virtually. But I guess, you know what I always thought would be really cool with virtual reality sets? If they could take you to another country and immerse you. Oh, absolutely. Like dump you in the middle of, in my case, Italy and say, okay, here you are, you're in Rome. And you can go to all the wonderful things that Rome has to offer or Spain or whatever country, Germany, Lithuania, wherever you want to go. Even Hawaii, for goodness sakes. Yours would malfunction and it would be this this screen setting of you in a shark cage. (laughs) With jaws attacking. This isn't what I asked for. (laughs) No, you know what? The great purposes of this would be would be like medical training, uh, you know, drone training. Things like that to put True. you into the situation. Yeah, probably athletic training too. That's pretty cool. I don't know, I, but I would rather travel. Thank you very much. Yeah, let me go someplace cool. Uh, big weekend box office win for your local neighborhood friendly Spider Man. Did you guys go see it? Did anybody go? See, did you guys go to the movies nope. this weekend? Do you know you didn't take your kids to see Spidey? Oh, you were at the Panthers game. That's true, too. That was your big event this weekend. Uh, made $140 million. A lot of money. A lot of money. And the Little Mermaid fell to second place with like $40 million. So uh, Little Mermaid's falling off the the charts. I, th- I think this week coming up will be the, uh, the nail in the coffin. Could be. And then it goes to streaming? Uh, How long before it hits Disney Plus, and then they're going to charge you thirty bucks to buy it, or you know, fifteen ninety nine to watch it for seventy two hours? They'll make their money back somehow. Yeah. This Spider Man movie though is animated, so they're probably close to making their money back. That that's not the exact case with the Little Mermaid. That thing was expensive two hundred and fifty million dollars to wow. make the Little Mermaid, and it hasn't reached that mark yet. At least locally, I would assume globally it probably has. So they're gonna they'll eventually make they'll they'll make their money on the Little Mermaid come heck or high water. Yep. But still, I don't know. My, I was, we were going to go, and then we got rained out. Yeah. Not the theater, I mean. I was like, no, we're not leaving in this monsoon. Speaking of movies, apparently the uh, much-hyped Beetlejuice 2, and we were excited about it. Michael Keaton says the set is great. Everybody's happy. It's awesome. Isn't that, it's, isn't that nice to hear? I'm like, yes. But we got to wait another like year and a couple of months before it comes out. But they say they're ad-libbing a lot. Maybe that's because of the writer strike. <laughs> so, hey, we're going to ad-lib a movie. <laughs> Yeah, they, uh, is that even, no one's talking about the writer's strike. Is that even close to being over? I don't know. I'm trying wow. to figure it out. Are we going to get that some more headlines? It's next, the South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. 
That sounds better. A lot better than the weekend, that's for sure. An hour back, that sounds normal. What did you say? How much rain did you get an hour? We got, and I'm in West Boynton, way west. Uh, over, it was over five inches of rain in one hour. <gasps> it was wow. Unbelievable. Remember, it was windy. Remember, there was a, in, in, I'm trying to remember because it was the year, was it the year Sam was born or Caroline was born? It was either 90 or 95. We had a storm that dumped, it was close to 25 inches of rain in 24 hours, remember? Oh, and everything God. flooded. It was crazy. It was like monsoonal for like the whole day. And I can remember waking up to go to work the next morning and my husband going, I don't think you're going really far. And I said, why? And he opened up the garage and there was nothing but water. I was like, oh, my God. Man. It was it was horrific. You, it was like four feet deep in the driveway. It was crazy. And that was the weekend Jen bought a tank. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to stop me. We bought a little rubber boat as well. We right. that you blew up. It was like, okay. It turns into the Cajun Navy. No, but that's, <laughs> that's a way better improvement. All the stuff we got over the weekend was from that blob in the Gulf of Mexico. It was like squally weather, but uh, back to normal patterns now. In the meantime, what has it been? Are we seven weeks in from the Bud Light pushback? I'm pretty sure. Love ya. I was in uh, a store this weekend, and there was a huge pile of Bud Light in the middle of the aisle. You know, like you walk oh, past yeah. it. And next to it was uh, Coors Light, and there wasn't very much of that left. And there was a little more Miller Light, but uh, there was a ton of Bud Light left. Well, here's an update for you. Uh-oh. According to a report, I had to laugh, uh, from ABC News, some Bud Light salespeople are struggling as frustrated Americans using car horns, middle fingers, and jokes to mock them. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Bud Hopefully they keep it to that. I mean, I come on. I saw a Bud Light truck the other day, like a big one, like a tractor trailer kind of truck with yeah. Bud Light on the side of it. I'm thinking this poor guy driving this truck must get abuse everywhere he goes. Seriously. Yeah. And in the course of like two months, everything changed. It really is. It's very sad. Now, on the serious side of this, many frontline Bud salespeople rely on commissions. They're also losing out of business, too. They said it's been very bad. Now, this story is about the original ad company that hooked up Dylan Mulvaney right. with Bud Light. Mm-hmm. They were in a full-scale panic mode when the pushback first first started that very first weekend, remember? Right. And it hasn't gotten any better from there. The sales have only gone down. Uh, market share loss has only gotten worse what for Anheuser-Busch like since this happened. 30% almost. Unreal. They know how many billions of dollars they've lost? Wow. Target, too. Target's going through the same thing. People aren't, they're still not going back to Target. They, they took a big hit with those tuck bathing suits. And now have you seen this? Now they're getting hit from both sides, a double whammy, because the LGBTQ plus pride community is upset at them for saying selling them out. Well, you know, can and, you blame and them? And backing down. Uh, can you blame them? But you know what? They they had I forgot who I was watching. It was ABC or CBS or somebody. They did a whole thing about that designer, that Satanist guy. Yeah. And and he's he's really creepy. I'm sorry. I wouldn't let him near a, a, a crocodile. Never mind, you know, your children. <laughs> it's like holy cow, and he's designing clothes for kids. I'm like, what is wrong with these people? Who's the who's the person at Target, the buyer that said, oh, we need to go to this guy that's a Satan worshiper who's a designer for kids' clothing? I don't know. I really don't. I mean, how clueless would you have to be to figure I'd that? It's even if it was not a full-on pushback like they have now. Somebody in independent journalism would find out who it is. Yeah, come on. And they would make news. The but guys, they, don't, they don't care? They, they thought they were above all of that? I don't know. What did he say? The uh, the treatment for homophobia? And it was a picture of a guillotine? 
Oh. I was like, okay, great. And you're selling this to little kids to wear? Nice. <laughs> I'm like, okay, great. Nice. It's exactly what I, I want my, my granddaughter to do is to spread love like that. That's horrible. Wow. It's, it's what is, I just don't get why, why isn't anybody looking at Target and their buyers or their CEO? What the hell are you doing, buddy? Sorry. It's a good question. I went off on a tangent there. No, but you're right. I don't know. I don't get it. Uh, this should be a bigger story, but it's not. FBI is expected to bring a document to Capitol Hill today. You know, that one. Mm-hmm. That allegedly describes a $5 million deal criminal bribery scheme involving President Biden and a foreign national. That's according to James Comer. He's head of the House Oversight Committee. But the Democrats are saying, proves nothing. But I'll say this. They only agreed to turn it over once Comer... Direct, uh, uh, threatened to hold Christopher Ray, director of the FBI, in contempt. Yeah, contempt of Congress. Hmm. Interesting. So they're going to hand I'm this like, thing over. It's going to be totally redacted. It's going to be like one black sheet. But at the, you know, and, and you're right. But at the same token, had this document existed, what it is is the document that they're going to show is apparently if you have a gripe with somebody in the FBI or the CIA or whatever agency, you fill out this E55 form. And somebody anonymous filled out this form against Joe Biden saying they had knowledge of his involvement in this pay for political favor scam. And that's what this form is. I don't know if they know who the person is. I don't know. Do they know who the person is that filled it out? That's the question. And does Biden know, more importantly, because you better put this person under protective custody? Yeah, I don't know. Democrats are already saying it's nothing. You've got nothing. Oh, there, of course, they're going to say that. And they may be true. It might be true. If it's been around that long, why hasn't he been caught before? And hopefully, I'm sure they did, the original documents, the co- hopefully they have copies of it from the whistleblowers that they, they had three of them testify before this committee. So let's see what, what, they, what that was worth. They had, you know, the only thing that makes me skeptical about all of this is they've had Hunter Biden's computer for how long? Yeah, I know. And what has happened to Hunter Biden? Exactly. Not a darn thing. Better news. How about this? Despite the writer's strike, we're not exactly sure how they're getting it done. But Michael Keaton did an interview from the set of Beetlejuice 2. He says it's awesome. Most fun he's had working on a movie in a long time. You know what made me nervous, though? He also said we're building things. Uh-oh. I was like, okay, what are you building? No budget? <laughs> it's like... You're building sets? <laughs> he said we're making stuff up, making stuff happen, improvising and riffing, but literally handmade stuff like people creating things. All right, that's. I'm that's, like, okay, is it because the writers aren't there? That doesn't sound good. <laughs> Don't you have set people who do this kind of stuff? No, no. Yeah, <laughs> like, making stuff up and improvising. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be a totally ad lib movie. It's going to be great. They're building something. I'm like, okay, what are you building? Yeah, there's a lot of hype for it. We were psyched when they announced that it was happening, and they're to work already. Like literally, I guess it's going to hit theaters September 6th, 2024. Oh, it's September. I thought it was July. Oh, Even God. longer. Oh wow. Well, they got to get to build more stuff. What a cast, though. That's great. Well, yeah, look at that. You got Beetlejuice, you got uh, Michael Keaton, you got Jenna Ortega, uh, the girl that was the original girl. What was her name? I can't think. Uh, It's like almost the original cast except for Alec Baldwin and Gina Davis. Yeah, Alec is a little busy these days. Yeah, well, he's running from the law. can I join the movie? I brought my pistol. Oh, sorry. No, I... So I don't know. It's going to be good. And I, I think, is this another Universal property? They, they've been on a roll with the Super Mario Brothers thing. I think it's theirs. Is it really? I think so. Oh, wow. Man. Yeah, Universal's had a good couple of movies. How about that? They, aren't they building like a whole new theme park? Sure are. Epic Universe. Nintendo, right? Yep. And it's got Super Mario Brothers in it, right? Perfect okay. timing. It's Yeah, it works out well. All right, we've got uh, Rapid Fire. <clears throat> Let you know what's going on in the world. Coming up next, the Self Loader Morning Show. 
time for Jen and Bill's Rapid Fire on News Talk 850 FTL. Whew, a lot happened over the weekend. We'll catch you up. Jen's got the first one. What's going on? Well, this should have happened on Saturday, but it got delayed because of high winds and the weather. SpaceX, look up this afternoon. Well, actually, 1147 this morning, Falcon 9 rocket is expected to blast off from the Kennedy Space Center. It's carrying a Dragon spacecraft full of supplies for the International Space Station. Nice. As it stands right now at 1147, it is a 60% go. Cool. I always think for every delay that has supplies on it, Everybody on the space station is like, oh, come on. Yeah, I know, you know, I'm starving over here, losing weight. Come, come on. on, I need more tang. <laughs> <laughs> what about stuff for like experiments, right? They're waiting on some piece yeah. of equipment. What if it's time sensitive? The experiment goes bad, it expires or whatever, and then they have to start all over. Well, I'm glad you're here, but all the shrimp died. Yeah, thanks. We were going to do sea monkeys in space. <laughs> Great. <laughs> They're all dead. They're all dead because <laughs> your tank didn't show up. A $16 million dollar experiment. <laughs> on sea monkeys. I, I, I would hope that they, they accommodate for that kind of so. thing. You hope so anyway. And food as well. Save the sea monkeys. <laughs> Don't have all the answers, but we got a lot of them now. We know exactly who was on that plane that caused that ruckus over the nation's capital. Um, yesterday. It's crazy. And you can see it. You can even see it on the morning show blog that we put up. All kinds of social media posts of people just living their daily lives, an American weekend, and sonic booms throughout big parts of the country. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Well, we know a Florida businessman says his family was on the crashed plane that caused all that Ooh. chaos and caused the two F-16s to be scrambled from Joint Base Andrews. John Rumpel is the Florida businessman. He says his daughter granddaughter, her nanny, and the pilot they had hired were all on board the plane. Over oh, the whole oh. thing is sad. Oh, what is terrible, terrible thing for him. They really think is. it was a, that they're pretty much narrowing this down to a pressurization problem, which caused it. I've never understood how that happens. I know it's a freak accident, and you guys, you guys are going to talk to Jay Ratliff here in about half an hour or so. Yeah, you're so. right, though. How? I just... You know, you don't hear about it a lot, thank God. Right. You yeah. know, and, and if it's like a carbon monoxide thing, why don't they have detectors on planes that say, oh, you're losing pressurization? Or like you said, air, uh, like uh, the oxygen masks, masks. Well, on the commercial flights, the oxygen masks so come do down. Do they not have those on private planes? Well, like, that, like that's what I asked. Do they? Right. You know? I don't know. You'd think they should. I would or, think so. But it also is... happens so quick, according to this guy. This is uh, NBC's aviation expert, uh, Jeff Gazzuti. He says every molecule in your body loses oxygen. If you're high at altitude and you lose pressurization, all of the oxygen molecules in your body escape immediately. It isn't like holding your breath or anything like that. You've got to be on oxygen within five seconds wow. or you'll begin to lose consciousness. So you may not have time anyway. Okay, so when those masks, this is, see now, when Jay Ratliff joins us. So you're on a plane and they always talk about, well, if there's a depressurization problem, the mask is going to fall out. Put the mask on the young children first that you're with and then put it on yourself. According to this guy, you wouldn't have time to put it on yourself. Yeah, but it's a bigger plane. So maybe you have more time oxygen still that had been built up in the cabin. I don't know. It's it's great questions. Sad, though. We'll find out. Mm. It's sad. Well, big news in the political world, guys. Uh-oh. Today. Yeah. Today. At 2 p.m. Yeah. Are you going to talk about this? Yep. Okay. History will be made as RFK Jr. will go on the Twitter spaces with yeah. Elon Musk. I'm not sure, but maybe Jack Dorsey, the former head of Twitter, might be on there as well. He has, I don't know what his endorsement's worth, but he has endorsed RFK Jr. Jack Dorsey is all in on RFK Jr. He thinks he can win the presidency. He really likes the guy. Which is funny because you're talking about Jack Dorsey, the former head of Twitter, and how much they squashed 
things <laughs> you know. during COVID when it came to the vaccine and anti-vax right. and things like that. And RFK is like one of the biggest, you know, anti-vax messengers out there when it comes to not, I mean, not in general, but when it came to COVID, he was really against it talking about all that. And sure then now was. Jack Dorsey in, in, endorses him. I <laughs> still to this day, with what we learned from the Twitter files, I still think Jack Dorsey was he had his company just overtaken. Seems like it by. Government agencies. I just do. I think, I, it was hijacked, I think yeah. they pushed him to the side. Hijacked. I think that company yeah. was hijacked as it became such a big information source. I think the guy was a patsy. It kind of seems that way now, kind of, you know, looking back yeah. on it. But no, this is big today. You know, the first Twitter spaces, if you're not familiar, it's kind of like a chat room. Remember the old chat rooms? It's like that, but on a grander scale. And that's where, you know, Ron DeSantis announced his presidency, run for presidency with Elon Musk a couple of weeks ago. A, and now RFK Jr. is going to talk with Elon today, talking about his candidacy. It's a tough listen. They won't have the yeah. kinds yeah. of glitches they had with DeSantis, but it, right. it can be tough. And RFK's got that sweet singing voice, you know. Well, you know. It, and also, like talking to him on the phone would be rough. Yeah, a little uh, raspy. Plus, RFK got to let back on Instagram. Not his organization. But he did. But he did. <laughs> So I'm like, yeah. okay, well, well, it should be interesting, though. I mean, you know, I, I, I agree. I like a lot of what that guy says. I got to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I want to hear what he has to say, and also just to see the continued evolution of how these things are working on the political sure. field, to going more towards social media platforms like Twitter and Elon Musk. It's you know, you kind of see that transition being made. You see, it was such a bunch of baloney how they slammed. DeSantis' announcement on Twitter: total fail, yeah. all the technical problems. It was the, the that's not the story. The story was the guy announced a run for president. He's in second place in the in the Republican side. Yeah. On social media. That right. is a massive yeah. deal. That's why mainstream media was slamming it so much. It's a direct threat to them. Right. right. Pulls the carpet out from under them. Don't need them. They're going to be totally defunct soon. That's exactly wow. it. Wow. And he crashed the site. Why so Why do you need like <laughs> ABC News, NBC News, right. Fox News? Soon that's, that's going to be going away. Yeah. I don't know how long, but it's going to. It's a matter of time, I think. You're right. Matter of time before this hits the Uh-oh. boob tube. Our friend and 850 WFTL listener, Palm Beecher and best-selling novelist James Patterson. Oh, your buddy. Mm-hmm. I love this man. <laughs> He's teaming up with investigative journalist Vicki Ward. She's from Britain. She's won all kinds of stuff, but she's also a contributor to CNN. But anyway, they're writing a nonfiction book about the murder of those four University of Idaho students. Really? That quickly? That quickly. Wow. It's going to tell the story of the four murders drawing from dozens of exclusive interviews, extensive on-the-ground reporting. Why did he do it? Patterson's comment was, he said, I haven't been haunted by a story like this since I wrote Filthy Rich about Jeffrey Epstein. Wow. Really? He was Epstein's neighbor, I do believe. Yeah, he was. I, think, I think he was. Yeah. I think he lived next door. So, so and one of the few wasn't caught going to the island. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Makes you wonder, though, how quickly did James Patterson jump on this? Probably right away. Yeah. Skydance Television also planning the option to run it as a docu-series. Wow. So it's it's already in the making. I just thought of something, but now I'm going to save it for the next rapid fire. Okay. You, just, you, may, you, you sparked a little uh, fuse in my brain there, really? Jim. It's perfect for the 930 rapid Jeffrey fire. Epstein. I'm going to predict no, you. No, it's not. I'm going to predict you're going to not remember. <laughs> I, that's a, actually a great prediction. <laughs> write it down, Because that's what write happened down, to me. Because that would be me. I, I forget to. All right, uh, Deaner, I don't think Dan, you do. How, how old is your oldest cat? I don't know, six, seven, something how, like that. How old maybe. was the oldest cat you ever had? 17. I had a 17-year-old. I wow. got a 10-year-old, smokes 10. The world's current oldest living cat. Yeah. Just celebrated her 32nd birthday. Oh, come Ooh, on. <laughs> and this thing's still alive? Oh, she sure is. Oh, my wow, God, God love her. Oh. It's in uh, Rosie, lives in England. 
Rosie. Uh, the owner can prove it, but she's still waiting for Guinness to certify it. And they said they absolutely will. You know when she was born? June 1st, 1991. Wow. Oh, my God. <laughs> Think of how much has happened. This cat's been there the whole time. This cat has lived through many presidencies. <laughs> Oh wow, gosh. that's incredible. Wow. She was born during the HW presidency. <laughs> yeah. That's incredible. And then watch the queen turn into a king. Yeah. 32. Wow. That might do her in. Good for this little thing. I know. The queen's gone. Yeah. Thursday had a salmon cake prepared with a local cat cafe owner. Well, of course. I wonder what they're feeding this thing. It's kind of like we had that wait, oldest wait, wait. dog. They have cat cafes. Of course. Well, for this England. one Yes. Oh, God. Of course. <laughs> uh, she has... <laughs> this is such an English thing. She has honked half the salmon cake already. <laughs> I expect she'll wake up at lunchtime and eat the rest, said her owner. <laughs> Jeez. There won't be any by lunchtime, don't you worry. <laughs> Jeez. I love this. Oh, my God. Oh, God help us all. Well, hopefully they can find out that this little kitty has been named the world's oldest cat officially by Guinness, which I would assume it would, right? I mean, how do you not verify this? How do you figure out how old it is? Blood tests? Maybe I, she knew the date. I don't know. Yeah, you, you can have lie. To have a date. I mean, you get it, but you can. You, I mean, you maybe know, you Guinness can lie. will come in and see the cat and be like, "Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You, you won." I hope it makes it. I hope it <laughs> I still know. makes it's it by the time skeleton. Guinness gets there. My, I mean, man, <laughs> come on, that's amazing though. Thirty-two years old for a cat. Yeah. Wow. Well, I can probably guarantee you this cat never ate a, a hot dog before. Why? Oh no. Especially this type of hot dog out of New Mexico. You what remember Cocaine Bear? How about yeah. cocaine hot dog? I thought of Breaking Bad. <laughs> Me too. Restaur- fast food restaurant, New Mexico, come on. Yep, it's all well, right they there. they were putting cocaine on the hot dogs? Well, not exactly. This one was kind of a mistake. It's not like Gus Fring and Los Poyos oh. Hermanos <laughs> in Breaking Bad, but this is an employee at a Sonic drive through restaurant in New Mexico was arrested after he f- was frantically searching for his bag of cocaine. Oh, no. His dime bag that he just got in the parking lot. And, well, oh, someone no. found it on their hot dog. As they bit in, they were like, what is this plastic? Oh, and geez. she looks down, and it's a little baggie of cocaine on top of her hot dog. One oh, of the customers. Dear. So they, they tracked it down. They realized they went back for the security footage. They found the guy searching frantically like he dropped something out of his pocket. And moments later, was on this woman's hot dog. And then they went even further back and saw him making the drug deal in the parking lot. See, I, okay. thought, he was, I thought he was the dealer. And was going to drop it off for somebody, but right. somebody cut off the lady, or she cut the guy off in line. Wrong hot dog! I gotta ask you, when you go to a fast food place, don't you look at what you're eating before you eat it? I always do. I always open I, up my I hamburger. I check everything, yeah. because the order's always screwed up. Well, but I mean, don't you look at, would you not see plastic on top of a hot dog? I know, what is I, wrong with this woman? you're not looking down? Well, she did find it eventually. That's true. I'm just saying, didn't you see it, though? Now, Jeffrey David Salazar, 54 years old, is facing felony charges for possession of a a controlled substance. Wow. Oh, man. That's rough. (laughs) We've got some more headlines. Uh, What they think was the cause of the the plane, the F-16, scramble over the weekend. But how about this? We all hate influencers that do, you know, like the TikTok challenges. Right. And put people in danger. This one was an all-time worst at Bush Gardens. I wanted him eaten. I want to punch this kid. Oh, it's just obnoxious. He's a jerk. Yeah. All right, then more next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. All right, guys. So today we're going to be jumping into the crocodile exhibit. Ooh, Christ, mate. There's not much I can play from that kid because he's just so annoying. But what an incident. Bush Gardens, Tampa. We've all been there, right? Yep. Working with authorities now, an influencer. Oh, 
jumped into their alligator exhibit to make a video. Yeah, well, this is how dumb this kid is. He didn't realize they were alligators, not crocodiles. <laughs> Start the, maybe they do have crocodiles. And people, of course, are filming him. And But the thing is, the kid, he documented himself going through Bush Gardens doing stupid stuff. Like there's one where you, you sit in the ride for the roller coaster to see if you're big enough. And he was thrashing around and then he was swearing at people. And I was like, you know what? You're a punk. Go home. It was, was such hoping. a shame. There's so much great stuff on social media that gets buried. Like, there's a lot of good, helpful stuff. And then you have idiots like this who do yeah. the kinds of stuff. Like, they just had that big story of that TikTok influencer in England that was just walking into people's homes and oh, cars. That's, right. That's the thing to do. You just walk into random homes. Yeah, he finally arrested him. But how did, good. He, how did he, like, live this long without getting shot? It's a great question. Maybe it's because people in England don't have guns and he knows that. Uh, this kid's from Louisiana, and then he jumps over two separate fences to get into the gator enclosure. Some of them, they said, are like 15 feet long. Yeah. I was hoping the gator was going to eat him, actually. So he had to work pretty hard to get in there, obviously, for obvious reasons. Here's, uh, here's a little bit more of them. It's insane. Let's get a closer look, shall we? Just to see how it is. Yeah, yeah I'm not, I'm not going to play any more of his sweet, sweet Steve Irwin impression. Oh, he's horrible. His name is Jupa. Yeah, it goes by that. He's only got a thousand people following him. <laughs> I mean, well, you know, you got to start somewhere. I'm like, okay, so I, they they apparently are going to arrest this kid, or they did, and, and they're looking at pressing charges against him. But I'm like, you know, you should just leave him in the tank with the the alligators and let nature take its course. I mean, you got to make a statement. Arrest isn't going to stop uh, people from doing this. You got to, you know what? Next time somebody does it, just just wait a little longer. Yeah. Just Wait a little him. longer to 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 pull Bef the gator back. Yeah, before you call the authorities. Yeah, just a little, just a little nip on the, on the yeah, arm. You know what? That works for me too. <laughs> I don't. You know, come on. Let's just pretend for a second. If it had happened, if this kid got a serious alligator oh bite, oh my god, he would have sued Bush Gardens. True, it was their fault. But who who would feel sorry for him? Nobody. His mother, maybe. You know what? Maybe it's, not even her. It, it's it's like those guys in Jackass. You know, they all can't walk now because you know they got so many injuries <laughs> from all the stuff they did. Uh, who's to blame? You know, the only person you get to blame is yourself because you did stupid stuff. You know, it eventually catches up to you. I'm sorry. This kid's stupid. And he's from Louisiana. He should know about alligators. I don't think he knows much. Hasn't been out of the house much. Maybe that's it. I don't know. Big weekend win for your local neighborhood Spider-Man, though. Boy, that was a big, big win for them. Yeah, you know, you guys called this, and I was like, really? And, and you said the first, I guess the first Spider-Man did really, really well, right? And this was the second one. This is Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. Yeah, hundred and twenty and a half million bucks. The animated one. So, really, you got to figure, probably didn't make cost that much to make. They're probably in the in the in the in the black already. On you this. think so? Yeah. Well, Ariel, uh, Little Mermaid cost two hundred fifty million dollars to make. What did it make in its opening? One hundred and seventeen. It made forty-one. Uh, Twenty-hundred. It's still it's still almost a hundred million short of breaking even. So, oh, they'll be okay. Oh, I'm sure because, uh, and yeah, that was followed right. by the Boogeyman came in third. You went to go see Boogeyman, yeah, right? Yeah, I saw it three times, <laughs> over and over again. Yep, that's it. My made 13 million. Jen spent one. That's <laughs> my kind of film. <laughs> Jeez. Another big film that's coming out this summer. Boy, there's a lot of marketing for this. That Barbie movie. It's causing a major shortage already. I know of pink paint. Yeah, we have to talk about that later. All right, we'll talk about uh, Flight 850. Coming up next with the uh, Sonic Boom story with Jay Ratliff. Get his explanation. I think they're all landing on the fact that it was a pressurization problem. Yeah, but you know what? We we have so many questions about how it happens and what do you do. And 
can you survive it? It's crazy. We'll see what he says about that and more coming up next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. It's the South Florida Morning Show with Jennifer Ross and Bill Adams on News Talk 850 WFTL. If you're high at altitude and you lose pressurization, all of the oxygen molecules in your body escape immediately. It isn't like holding your breath or anything like that. You've got to be on oxygen within five seconds or you'll begin to lose consciousness. Seems to be the working theory so far this morning, Jen, about what happened plane that actually went into restricted airspace there or caused the ruckus and caused the F-16s to be scrambled, which caused the sonic booms, which was caught by, good Lord, you put that in Google, you'll find <laughs> yeah. thousands. Here's our favorite video of the sonic boom so far. This couple just, just working out some... <laughs> Working out some acoustic songs with a guitar and a harmonica. I'm and how many followers do these people have? <laughs> so when they were recording one of their songs, they heard the boom. <laughs> it sounded like Grandpa fell down the stairs. That's though. what I would have thought I was it was. Like, whoa, where where are the kids? Where's Grandpa? But this, as you can imagine, has given us many many questions. Yes. So we have our aviation expert, Jay Ratliff, on the line here. He's going to answer all of our questions for us. We hope. Now boarding. It's Flight 850 with aviation expert, Jay Ratliff, on News Talk 850, WFTL. Ladies and gentlemen, you know what really the first question should be to Jay? Mm. If this plane didn't fly into Washington, D.C. airspace, would we have heard anything about it? I don't think so. Because they I, I, would they have scrambled jets to go take it down? Although, I don't know. With social media, yeah, well, it still would have been cut because there still would have been so... I don't know. Who knows? Jay, good morning. Hi, Jay. First of all, how are you? Good morning to you, to you all. Good morning. Okay, we have so many questions. If it wasn't airspace over Washington, D.C., would we have heard about this and would they have scrambled jets? Yes, as we did with Payne Stewart's jet 1999. Okay. If you remember, that was yes. the Orlando to Dallas flight that didn't make the turn when it got to northern Florida and kept going north. And uh, at the time, we were notified at Northwest we had an airborne aircraft that was unresponsive, and they were scrambling jets at that point in time. And, of course, that was pre-9-11. So different set of protocol, those types of things. And uh, But still, the jets were scrambled, and the decision then was, what happens if this aircraft that's unresponsive comes close to – a populated area or something like that where they might have to shoot it down. And there were there's protocol at that point in time, and there's certainly protocol now when you have an aircraft that's unresponsive, especially when it's headed anywhere into the, the restricted airspace of yeah. Washington, D.C. Look at the difference, though, Jay. It's amazing. This is my takeaway. From 1999 to now, because of social media, I wasn't kidding. I mean, there's thousands of videos that people posted just in American weekend life. They caught in that area of this sonic boom. It, it's really like that's dictating the news cycle these days. And I, I think that's what prompted the government response so quickly. It, it did. But, you know, of course, regardless of social media, there was going to be a response from a military standpoint to intercept yeah. this aircraft just to make sure nothing was going on. The other thing is, I mean, there's a lot of people that have never heard of sonic boom. And, of course, you're in Florida. I'm in Savannah this week, and we hear them on occasion with a lot of the the uh, space aircraft that might be coming back into the atmosphere where, you know, it sounds like a tree fell on your house and everything shakes. And it, it's, it's something that, you know, the last time I heard a sonic boom from here was the afternoon of 9-11 with some military jets that were flying over Ohio. So 
when that happens, it's going to get everybody's attention. And, of course, then the question is, what happened? Why did it happen? And here we have this, this tragic situation of this aircraft that crashed, killing everyone on board. And the question is, what caused it? And, of course, the National Transportation Safety Board is going to look into this. This is an aircraft that is not required to have a black box. So the National Transportation Board will not have, unless there was one on this that I'm unaware of, that would have a cockpit voice recorder and or a flight data recorder to provide some critical data with regards to the sequence of events that led up to this aircraft um, falling out of the sky. But uh, apparently from what we're being told, A, the aircraft was not shot down. B, there were uh, visual confirmation that apparently the pilot was incapacitated or unconscious. Uh, from one of the military escorts that were looking at the aircraft as they were trying to determine what was going on. But, of course, if, if we're in an aircraft and the pilot falls unconscious, somebody's going to grab the radio and, and call for help. Now, yeah, regardless right. of who they're talking to, uh, they're going to try to reach somebody. Now, you may not reach air traffic control, but there may be another aircraft that picks up on it that relays the message. None of that happened which made us the initial leading thought, and there's so many questions here, and it's all preliminary, is was there some sort of an air leak that would have caused the, uh, the people on board to simply fall asleep and be completely unaware? Similar to what we had in 1999 with Payne Stewart's plane, the problem is there was a last-minute course correction on this jet in, in D.C. that suggested at least at that time Somebody was in control of the aircraft, and there was a course correction that was made or an altered course, so it would have happened after that point in time. So, again, just a lot of unanswered questions here, and, of course, the NTSB will spend the next several months trying to determine exactly what happened. Uh, so that we can do everything humanly possible to prevent anything like this from happening again. If it was depressurization, how does that happen? Mm -hmm. Well, you might have a seal. In the Payne-Stewart situation, Jim, we had a a maintenance uh, issue where there was some maintenance work done on one of the, the cockpit uh, windows where it was replaced. And the seal, there was a problem with the seal where there was a very taint, small air leak that caused the air to be sucked out of the aircraft. Now, it was so small and so little that you wouldn't really notice it unless you started to notice you're starting to doze off. Now, you could, you could think, you know, you're just getting tired, you're just kind of nodding off type of thing, versus, oh, my gosh, we've got an air leak. And, of course, by the time it incapacitates the crew, the windows fog up, you have, you know, you, you can't see inside the aircraft, which apparently we did not have that here, which is the other thing the NTSB is going to be looking at, um, and you just fall asleep. And, of course, when you've got the families involved that have an obvious loss of life here, your prayer is nobody suffered that they fell asleep and that was it, and nobody really understood the terror that was going on yeah, at the uh, moment. And uh, because, I mean, it's just, it's just a horrific event. And um, anytime you have this, it's rare when you have a, an aircraft that is flying as this was, absent of any communication whatsoever. But it also underscores to me the discussion that has to take place about the general aviation airports that we have around the world, especially here in the country, that are completely unguarded. You have all these jets that are out there sitting, corporate jets, that can be commandeered, stolen, hijacked, and flown. And how close they are to a target, something like that. Now, they're not big commercial planes. They can only inflict so much damage. But we, we have, what, 14,000 airports in the country that we consider general aviation airports. 
and all a lot of these have aircraft that remain overnight that uh, are just sitting there. So, you know, when we start talking about the safety of aviation, general aviation and commercial aviation, this is a topic that comes up frequently. And, uh, you know, in this situation, it wasn't a situation where obviously there was any uh, terrorist intent, but it still concerns you because this is a reminder of that hole in security that we've got to address one day because it could certainly be exploited and used against us. Do private jets have air masks that drop down, and would it have mattered? They, they, they have air masks because, I mean, you've got an aircraft that can fly 30-some thousand feet. So they would be mandated where obviously the crew would have access to, to a, a, an oxygen mask and would be the passengers. Now, the problem here is that this is an aircraft that would have probably one pilot uh, and, again, no black box because you've got, a, in essence, a commercial aircraft that would have more than 19 seats or have more than two pilots that would require any sort of a black box on there. But, I mean, these are the, the, the uh, Cessna aircraft, these business jets, I mean – they're workhorses. Yeah. I mean, we, we have very, very little problem with them. So one of the first things the NTSB is going to do is look at this aircraft and go back and look at the maintenance records of what was the last time this thing was in the shop and what was being worked on. And what the first thing they're obviously going to look for is, is there anything that involved any replacement of any windows or equipment that could have led to some, some sort of a bleed off of the oxygen? And they'll go from there. That, that's what happened with the Payne Stewart flight. They were able to find out there was some re- recent maintenance on that aircraft where a cockpit windshield was worked on, replaced, what have you. Oh, wow. And it was really? simply the seal around it that they found hmm. had defects that allowed the, the oxygen to slowly bleed off and uh, render everyone on board unconscious. But don't they have, like, some kind of warning system? You know, like in your house, you got carbon monoxide detectors. Don't they have, like, depressurization detectors, or wouldn't the masks fall down? Well, there would be a point where there would be an alarm that would sound. The issue is, would you be unconscious at the time it sounded? If it's a rapid decompression, then obviously you're going to know what's going to happen. The crew would immediately don their oxygen mask, and they would quickly get that aircraft under 10,000 feet. Um during all of that, they would never communicate to air traffic control because at that point in time, you're simply trying to regain control of the aircraft, manage the emergency as it is, and fly your aircraft. Then you communicate to air traffic control what's going on. Um, no time at all do you deviate from the, the checklist of we aviate first and we communicate second. And we've got to make sure that we have control of that aircraft before we take precious time to start telling everybody what's going on. And that's one of the questions I get a lot during an aviation disaster was, why didn't we hear something from the crew? Well, if the crew is desperately trying to regain control of their aircraft, right, they're the last busy. thing they're going to do is, oh, let's let everybody know yeah. what's going on. No, we're not. We're going to try to you know, regain control of this aircraft and, and work the problem. And most of the time, if you're a crew that's experienced or a pilot, if you've got a, a situation at altitude where you're at 30,000 feet, it's a good thing because you have time to work the problem and go from there. But when you're talking about a loss of oxygen, completely different scenario, where then the altitude works against you, and you have a situation where you could possibly lose consciousness, as we had had here. Now, this is a situation where we have hundreds of unanswered questions, and it's going to take months before the National Transportation Safety Board can try to give us some indication of what was going on. And right now, even though people don't want to hear it, the word is patience. We're just simply going to have to wait and make sure that the NTSB, who has some initial thoughts 
They'll let the investigation and the facts dictate the course of that investigation, and they'll go from there. They're not going to walk into this saying, well, it was an obvious decompression issue. No, they're going to look at everything. They're going to look at the medical history of the pilot. When was the last time he was at the doctor? Was there an issue? Was something treated? Was there a change in medication? I mean, the NTSB is an all-star team. And when people want to know why we're enjoying the safest era ever of commercial jet travel like we are here right now in the United States where we have to go back to 2009 for the last major accident, it's the NTSB. Because every accident and near accident, they investigate it in depth and then provide their recommendations to the FAA and the NT and to the Department of Transportation saying, here's how we make aviation safer. Here's our 25 recommendations on this one incident that if you implement them, would make aviation safer. And, of course, the FAA may take one or two of those and implement them, but uh, the NTSB will do their job. And, again, they're an all-star team. Those men and women are unreal at what they do. They are. I can't wait for next week. We can go back to talking about fights on air, commercial yeah. airliners. That's going to yeah. be. Yeah, I, I would prefer something other than a loss of life. And yeah, exactly. Goodness, our, our prayers go out to the family no doubt. involved. And, and if we can learn something from this to make aviation safer, to protect lives in the future, that's what the NTSB is all about. No Let's doubt. honor the lives of those that were lost by trying to learn first and make whatever adjustments we need to to make it safer for people in the future. Absolutely. All right, buddy. Thank you so much for the information. Uh, Flight 850. You can get all the information on 850WFTL.com and for more with Jay on uh, daytradefund.com. We'll talk to you in a week, pal. Thanks for the info. Thanks. Always look forward to it, my friends. Thank all you. Right. All right. Take care. Hey, how about this? This kind of counters the argument that anybody telling you McDonald's is bad for you. This guy shed weight one quarter pounder at a time. Come on. A lot of it. No. Beat his goal. Really? And he's no young dude. Okay. Got to get checked this one out. Get that more coming up next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. And of course, 850WFTL.com and the Morning Show uh, blog on the app and on there. It's all over the place. Diener put up a string of the Sonic Boom reaction videos that happened yesterday. A lot of them. Here's our favorite. Here's the couple that was playing guitar. <laughs> the Work, harmonica. Working out some songs. <laughs> I heard the boom in the background. Doesn't it sound like somebody's falling? And then boom. It sounds fake, but I swear it's not if you see this thing. You know, it reminded me of, remember the Santa Claus when he falls off the roof? That's the sound it made when he fell off the roof. Boom. I'm thinking, they just thought Grandpa fell off the roof. And this was a good one. This was a, looked like a beautiful porch, by the way. It was a nice deck. Beautiful Sunday afternoon. Dog was sitting on a nice couch getting some outside sun, and then... Oh, there he goes. Scramble, scramble, scramble. You couldn't run fast enough back into the house. Poor, poor guy. Didn't know what was going he was on. was afraid, poor little thing. Anyway, that's, that's on there and more. Hey, how about this story? This guy became a social media legend. They put him on the Today Show, even. When he started a journey, he said, I'm going to lose weight eating only McDonald's. Yeah, but he did. And he's Come a grandfather. On. Oh, so so what did he do? Like salads? Is that what he? Because McDonald's has salads. They're he, pretty good. He did have salads, but here's the thing: he had everything on the menu, not all at once. He's a Nashville grandfather. Um, hundred straight days, Jen: breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Oh my God! Kevin McGinnis said he went from 238 pounds to 179.5. That's 58 and a half pounds difference. Wow! Fries and burgers mostly. <laughs> Come on! He's 57. He was doing videos like. Don't be bitter while I'm eating my apple fritter. <laughs> he looks great. Now was so a little bit. A he was eating small. You know, they're always telling you portion size matters. Yeah. He says that was the key with him. He would cut everything, but okay. he ate everything. Okay, so if you get a hamburger and a fry, I mean that's not a lot of food. 
Yeah, but it's also it's a lot of it's, calories. Lo- you know what it's loaded with? Salt. Yeah, that's true. That's right. So you're trying okay. to tell me this guy's healthy? Yeah, well, he claimed his blood work has also improved. That's the main thing. His triglycerides are down 205 points and cholesterol 65 points lower. Come on. So unless he's some kind of a freak of nature, there's something to this. So it's you know what it is? Did he eat the buns? Because it could mm, be like so. a keto diet. I don't know. Because keto really is, all it is, is a lot of meat and veggies. But he's eating french fries. Um, in between, maybe this is key. So it was the portion size. He also did not have any sugar whatsoever. Diet, with his, which is awful. I get it. Um, and sugary soda. Cut out that. Didn't work out at all. But he also didn't snack in between meals. Oh, he had to be hungry, though. I think it's the snacking that gets us. Well, yeah. Well, me, it's everything. That and the sugar. Yeah. How about that, though? But he still had carbs, so he had sugar. He, well, true. That's right. If he's eating the buns or he's eating french fries, I mean, that, that'll that kill you right there. It's all documented. He looks pretty good. Wow. That's pretty wild. Ate ha- Here it is. Ate half the food provided in each meal, and it stuck to water, water and a lot of it rather than soda. Like a lot of water all day long. So he pulled a Tom Brady. What is Tom Brady? He said he used to Not drink. Not McDonald's. He used to, yeah, well, but he used to drink, what, twice his body weight in water? I mean, it was ridiculous how much water he drank. The most hydrated man in America. Yeah, it's tr- <laughs> if you drink a lot of water, you, well, you're peeing a lot of ways, so I guess that helps. Well, that too. Yeah, yeah so... But still, the amount of salt he had in his body, he must have been like a sponge. It's a lot of salt. I don't know, That's I don't know what it was. a lot of salt. And I don't know whether this would work for everybody, but sure worked for him. It's pretty good. He's not going to be creepy like, well, did he walk like a lot like Jared? Remember? This is how Jared started, and then we found out how creepy he was, but that's besides the point. Hey, Jared, you off the diet? Remember those commercials? <laughs> no, this guy says he did no, he did no exercise. I don't know. Really? I, I don't believe him. I'm sorry. I'm very skeptical. You could look at the pictures. He, he was kind of he's kind of a chunker when he started. <laughs> Jen's looking now. Here oh, he is what? when he started. But look at the side by side. Hold on, I got to scroll up now. Wow! Wow! Jen's like, what's his number? Yeah, really. <laughs> she's, it's very intriguing. She's scoping now. him out. <laughs> yeah, how about that? It's a good-looking guy. Uh huh. You heard that while there from Jen. Because <laughs> McDonald's did no, this guy wonders. Radio got, woman hooks up with Nashville hamburger dad. <laughs> yeah, sure. He um he got rid of his dad bod is what it looks like. I think so. He, he, he looks good. Boy, McDonald's st- doesn't even have to hire him. They got all the free publicity. You're kidding. Well, they should, though. Yeah. For something like that, that's a big deal because people are always talking about the caloric intake at, at McDonald's and the and the sodium. And I mean, look at this guy. I, I don't believe him, though. I'm sorry. I'm very skeptical. Oh, I, I think we all should be skeptical of him. Who knows? I, you know, if, it may be one thing where it's like it's just one day he's going to bloom up to 200 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> it's like all the salt is in triglycerides are going to catch up to him. I'm like, come on. I don't know. I, I don't get how you do that. I really don't. I, good for him that it worked. But if it were me, I'd end up you know gaining 1,000 pounds. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, I... I... <laughs> American Heart Association is going to recommend yeah. this anytime soon. No, 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 no. That ain't, that ain't happening in my world. That's for sure. Big weekend box office for um, Spider-Man. Your local friendly neighborhood Spider-Man won Boy, a lot of money. You guys called this. You know, on Friday you were saying it's going to kick butt. Talk about kicking butt. It like pushed the Little Mermaid to like way down. 
Little Mermaid. Okay, Little Mermaid came in second at forty-one million. Still uh, a lot, but still. Uh, yeah, across the Spider Verse, Spidey Verse made one hundred twenty and a half million bucks. Huge. That's a cartoon, right? No, it's animated, right? Yeah, it made twenty-five bucks to make. That, that's all <laughs> it cost. I bet you cost more. Right, than two that, animators. But... That's all it was. Wow. And that was, and it, it, it's you know, it came in second as the the biggest opening this year. Super Mario Brothers beat it. Yeah, Look at that! Two animated, huge. two cartoon movies may, are the biggest winners this year. I'm telling you, we're so used to it. Wow. And we were all excited when they announced this. Beetlejuice 2. Not only is it a go picture, they're apparently they've started filming right now. And Michael Keaton did an interview over the weekend. It says it's the most fun he's ever had working on a movie. Okay, but here's where it worries me because the, stri- the writers are on strike. He says we're making stuff up. We're making stuff happen. We're improvising. We're literally hand-making stuff. And I'm Uh-oh. like... What are you hand-making? Uh-oh. <laughs> Lemmings little, low budget. Little, little cemetery plots. I mean, what are you doing? He's over there with a hammer making a set. <laughs> I'm like, okay. And maybe well, it's going to be a totally ad-lib movie because they don't have any writers. It could very well be. What is with that strike, by the way? You have nothing about it. It passed uh, the one-month mark last week, and that was it. Wow. And everything, and everybody's, all the actors are out there supporting him, so eventually they'll get what they want. Uh, September 6, 2024 is when Beetlejuice 2 hits. I can't, I can't wait. Oh, either can I. It's going to be great. I love that film. Can't wait for that. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Don't I'm telling you, I'm politicking for this. Universal in Orlando, they got the big empty blue building where the Blue Man Group was. Oh, that's right. Bring a full-on Broadway version of Beetlejuice into that building. Come on. Oh. Make it happen. They might. That would be great. It's Universal's They're, property. It's Well, either that and they could switch it out to a Super Mario Brothers one, too. Well, then, one week it's Beetlejuice, one week Super Mario. may be happening, I don't know. All right, we got rapid fire one more time coming up next to let you know what's going on in the world. Keep it here, the East South Florida Morning Show, next. Time for Jen and Bill's Rapid Fire on News Talk 850 WFTL. What's new? What's happening? What's going on? We're here to tell you. Lead it off, Jen. This will incense you. At least it incensed to me. A Minnesota transgender inmate. Well, here we go. <laughs> Those three words right there. <laughs> Being moved to a women's prison. Ah, there it is. It is a man. Don't get me wrong here. Because sure. the bottom surgery has not been performed yet. That's what they call it. I'm just saying. No, I know. Not only is the inmate going to get the bottom surgery, but he just won, she won, a lawsuit to the tune of a half million dollars to settle a discrimination case against the State Department of Corrections. Okay, so the surgery will be paid for by the taxpayers, right? By the taxpayers. And because of the court case... This person is going into the women's prison. Right, next week, yeah. Wow. Christina Lusk, 57, is going to be transferred to the Shakopee prison next week. The first time a Minnesota inmate is moved to a different prison based on gender identity. Identity, not physical attributes. Identity. Right, Right. exactly. Remember they did this in New Jersey and all those people ended up pregnant? Yep. Just saying. (laughs) As part of the settlement, uh, they have agreed to provide Lusk with a bottom surgery as well as strengthen its policies regarding transgender inmates. This is what the taxpayers are paying for. And now there's a legal precedent, so look at all the other cases that are going to pop up like viruses from this. Okay, now here's where this guy differs than everybody else. He was undergoing transforming when he was arrested for drug use. They stopped the injections. They stopped whatever it was they were doing to him to make him a she, and that's what he based his lawsuit on. Then he said he was sexually abused in prison. Well, gee, you wonder what's going to happen when he moves to a women's prison. 
Anyway, a break. Uh, he's moving next week, so just follow it. I'm just saying. This is where this country's just going backwards. It, well, it's it's kind of. This wow. is the the funny part about it was he was at the male inmates. He was at the Minnesota Correctional Facility at Moose Lake. Oh well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, there is a Moose Lake. I love it. Other than that, ma'am, how was your time at Moose Lake? <laughs> yeah, great. <laughs> it's like, okay, well, these part, I, I don't even know. He's still I, male, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good Lord. <laughs> See how many people get pregnant at the new place. Uh-huh. Just saying. Well, uh, Apple's got a big day today. If you got Apple stock, it's pretty good news. It usually spikes once they have one of their big product releases, and it's going to happen today from Cupertino, California. It'll be about 1 p.m. our time. Augmented reality is the word apparently about this. Kind of like the uh, virtual reality glasses. That's I gotta wear be, those big headset things. I don't know. Up. They haven't revealed what the device is going to look like. I think there's something else about Apple Watches. Don't know. You know, they kind of keep it under wraps. We'll find out at about one. But people are saying, listen, it's been a while since Apple X had some new innovation. I mean, completely new across the board. See, so you can't rely on Steve Jobs' ideas forever. So true. But let me ask you this. If, if they could do th- that... You know, reality thing, and it was like with a regular set of glasses instead of those big things you get to wear on your head. Would that make you more apt to pursue it? No, oh, I don't okay. have a use for it. Yeah, you, know, you know what it would be great for though is training. Yeah, like military training, athletic or fighter, training, or fighter pilot training, surgical yeah. training. Yeah, yeah that'd be cool. great. Okay, see that—that's my thing too. Like I've done it a couple of times. It's cool. It's different. But at the same time, it's like, why do I really need this? Like, what, what am I doing? Did it make you sick, though? No, it was just really? interesting. I mean, it's fun. Don't get me wrong. I was I just... afraid of falling down the stairs or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got to stay in one place, right? Like on the flat ground somewhere. Yeah. It's... Yeah, but there's like boxing. Like, I know that yeah. Meta had a boxing game. Really? I could see yeah, yourself there's... smacking a wall or something. Yeah, there's fun things you can do. But, I mean, uh, I don't know. Uh, for training, you're right. They can do. You can do surgery training. You can do flight training. A lot of different things like that. Boy, it didn't do well for Meta, though. Facebook, no. that was a fail. So far, that were, were they Oculus? No. Uh, they did team with them, I think. Yeah, I think so. So, so I don't know. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Tim Cook will present this later on today. We appreciate it very much, Tim Apple. <laughs> we'll see how he does. <laughs> we got to play that bite. I love That's it. right. This I am excited for. Uh-oh. And so if you heard the previous Rapid Fire, I mentioned that Jen was talking about like documentaries, and it sparked a little fuse in my tiny brain. You remembered. That's you remembered. You wrote it down. Here it is. Netflix documentary coming out about the Florida Gators during their era with Urban Meyer, Tim Tebow. And Hernandez. And Aaron Hernandez. Wow. That team was stacked with talent, national championships, and it was stacked with characters. They had a guy that could have been the Pope and a guy that turned out to be a mass murderer. That's correct. I cannot (laughs) wait to see this. Wow. Report Cam Newton was on that team. Reportedly, it's going to be called... Cam Newton was on that team? Yeah, he was the backup quarterback. I had no idea. Yeah. Before he transferred? Before he transferred, that's right. No kidding. Yeah. I had no idea. He didn't really make it his... Obviously, he made his name in Auburn, but yeah, he transferred, I think, during like spring ball to Auburn, but he was on that team. I hope they tell the story that came up after the sad tragedy that happened, but I guess Tim Tebow, a couple of times, saved Hernandez's life. Yeah. I think it's all going to be in there. There have been college football fans who clamoring, like, we need a documentary about this team. And it's finally going to happen. They talk about the real reason Urban Meyer left Florida. They might. 
Okay, just curious. That was uh, <laughs> fake heart attack number one, Jen. Yeah, yeah. So the second one at Ohio State. <laughs> lot of, same reason. A lot of co-eds with Urban Meyer, supposedly. <laughs> well, he's still, still enjoying those co-eds yeah. at the bar in Columbus, from what well, I have been told. That's wow. how it goes. Okay. But this is going to cover that four-year run from 06 through, through 09. Would be fascinating. Wow. Two national championships, Heisman Trophy, of course, with Tim Tebow, and a lot of off-field storylines. When's it coming out? Well, it's supposedly going to be called Swap Kings, and it's set to release August 23rd, so a couple months away oh, on, wow. on Netflix. That's great. Who was that defensive back they had, too, that was a real... Oh, man. He was a big player, NFL player, too, but they said, I had I had always read that he, he was the one running that team. Wasn't T-Ball. Yeah, you're right. There was... Gosh, they had so many... Percy Harvin was on the team. If you oh, know, that's right. Yeah, he played for the Vikings. Wow. He was great. Wow. So this man... I'd love I, to see that. I can't wait. All right. This is a, an audio clue for you, too. Do you know what this music... Can you punch me up oh, over there, oh, please, yeah, I'll punch you up. Okay, See, well, here it comes. First person with the right answer wins a bag of air. Yeah. It does sound familiar. I'll leave it at that. That is the theme song to Hocus Pocus. I knew I knew that one. It has been announced by Disney Plus that a third Hocus Pocus film is now in development. Really? The first Hocus Pocus Pocus film came out in 1993. My youngest daughter loves this stupid movie. 30 years ago. And then the sequel was in 2022. And now the third will star Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, and Kathy Najimy. How are they coming back? Those three gals found work again. God love them. Uh, They're probably going to be ghosts, right? I, I guess they have they to be. be I mean, they killed them off in the second yeah, one. So spoiler alert, no yeah. spoiler alert there. Yeah. But. <laughs> it's a good time for Sarah Jessica Parker. Didn't they also just announce another Sex in the City? Yeah, really. Well, they, they they're doing and 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 that's the what is it? Yeah, that thing. And that what, and then that's what happened yeah. or something. No, I can't. And that's, I think it's called. And this here's a what happened. <laughs> Well, and what's her name? coming and, back. And, and yeah, Kim Cattrall's going to be in really? there. Apparently they've made up. Oh, yes. no more bad blood. Oh, Kim like, Cattrall was part of, oh, come on, you can't have sex in the city without her. She was great. It's like Vin Diesel and The Rock. Oh, please. They came back together. <laughs> Jeez. It's Which been a truce. Yes. <laughs> uh, you remember wow. uh, Danny Partridge, right? Danny Bonaduce? Yes, yes. yes. Bonaduce is Uh-oh. having some surgery for fluid on his brain. Oh, that ain't good. Serious health issues after seeing hundreds of doctors, he finally knows why. He's been diagnosed with a condition where there's buildup of fluid on his brain. It's affected his speech, ability to walk and balance, but he's having surgery today to help drain the fluid, so let's wish him the best. I always liked him. Wow. He was one of the most honest celebrities of all time because he had, before he went into radio and he did stunts and stuff like that, you know, he fell on hard times after the Partridge family. Right. Did a lot of drugs and he goes... It was my fault. Because I had it made. I had all and kinds of money. I had yeah. fame. It was my fault I did this. I loved He was one of the first celebrities that ever took personal responsibility. And good for him because they usually don't. Well, hopefully it's it turns out well for him. it's going to be okay. Yeah. I never forget I saw a documentary with him, and he was telling a story of life after the Partridge family. He goes, man, it's rough. You got no money. I was working as a bartender. Really? He goes, he goes, and people would say like things like, hey, Partridge, where's my Mai Tai? <laughs> 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 no respect. <laughs> No respect. Wow. I hope he's okay. Wow. Yeah, hopefully. Well, I, I think we need some smarter people working in the South Carolina Marine Division. Oh, no. Oh, we got a, a mysterious creature, guys. <laughs> oh, God. Where my baby whale? <laughs> <laughs> Someone in South Carolina. Oh, no. Of, uh, where was this? It was... Off one of their barrier islands there is some stupid island. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's some nice islands yeah. over there. I like it. Pauly's Island. 
Okay. Yeah. Polly's Island. Did you just make that up? No, no I Polly's Island is a place. was looking for a name. He's like, yeah, <laughs> Polly's Island. <laughs> Right next, yeah, door to, right next door to Rocky's Island. Yeah. Bad Joey's. Yeah, you know where it is. Someone filmed what looks to me like some type of sl- sea slug or stingray. It's not that mysterious. Nessie. Yes, it's swimming through. They're thinking, oh, we caught Loch Ness here in South Carolina. <laughs> South Carolina Loch Ness. They send the video to all the marine biologists. Like, we don't know what it is. What is this mysterious creature? Was moonshine involved? Probably. Okay. I think for a lot of people. I mean, this is clearly some type of sea slug. It's not that big a deal, but they're like freaking out in South Carolina. <laughs> we don't know what this is. It could be anything. <laughs> doing? So it's just like a manta ray or something. Yeah, it's like a stupid little ray or a sea slug just swimming through by the bridge. And some guy caught it on video. He's like, I've never seen this before. What am I seeing? The start oh, of the cheers. summer season. People are out in the water again, and they're starting to freak out. And there's <laughs> going to be a lot of these this summer. Yeah. So he caught the video, he sent it, they showed it on a local news station at uh, in South Carolina by there in Pauly's Island. <laughs> it's P-A-W-L-E-Y, it P-A-W-L-E-Y, by the way, yes. that's how they spell Pauly's. <laughs> this thing kind of flapping through the water and they're like, this could be an alien, we don't know. Oh, jeez. You can imagine what Stop. that sounds like. It picked me up with its mind power. That's right. So Get th- a shovel quick and kill it. If God. you hear about a mysterious creature in South Carolina, it's not a big deal. So well, where is it know. now, sir? I ate it. God. All right. A couple of headlines coming up next. Stuff we didn't get to. We've got uh, an influencer that we absolutely can't stand. He broke into the alligator pen at Bush Gardens. And a singer. We talked about him last week. He was bartending. Now he's serving food. This guy's incredible. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with him, but it's great. He better be coming here because I'm going to stalk him and find out where he is. That more coming up next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. Morning show vlog to pl.com and on the app, lunch of those. <laughs> I know it was a sad story, but some of the reactions were classic from this sonic boom, mostly in Maryland, mm. some just outside of DC. That uh, plane, it was it was a tragic story, but uh, wound up crashing in remote area of Virginia. Just a, that was a crazy weekend story. You know, and it, what we haven't discussed is the NTSB has to go and collect. Number one, they have to get the bodies, but number two, they have to collect every part of this plane and put it back together that is true it really is quite amazing what they do and then they figure out what caused the crash yep it really it's it mind-boggling to me well the good and bad of humanity jen's got the good one but first of all we've got another influencer a tiktok influencer that's what the world needs this one jumped into an alligator exhibit and, to film a video at bush gardens in tampa and i don't think i can i can f- basically say this with a, a lot of uh well, yeah, that, that I, most people, like myself, were hoping the alligators would win. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I would have been a team gator in this I one. Been, come on, it's somebody, please, have a gator come out and eat this idiot. This isn't please. a kid that fell in. He actively worked. you got to work hard to get into that enclosure. Right. Hop the fence, got in there for, Two his, fences. for his stupid video. We'll just play a little because it's annoying. He is. All right, guys, so today we're going to be jumping into the crocodile exhibit. Ooh, crikey, mate. This is- he's really dumb. Okay, so he thinks he's Steve <laughs> Irwin, number one. Let's start there. Uh, they were alligators, not crocodiles, so he doesn't know his species very well. Uh, and and everybody there, I think, was hoping that the alligators would get to him. One of the alligators was like 15 feet long. It was a big one. Let that mama loose on that little creepo. If it happens again, if somebody tries to like out, you know, outdo him, just wait a little bit longer. Not the whole. T- don't don't not help him. Just wait a little bit longer before you assist. I don't just know a little bite off the arm. I think they just yelled at him a lot, and then finally somebody from SeaWorld showed up, or, I mean, uh, Bush Garden showed up and said, buddy, get out of there, would you? 
and he climbed back down. What a He's dope. a jerk, and, and they. I, I hope they throw the book at him, <laughs> and then put him in a cell with an alligator and say, "Here, you want to be so close to one? Here you go." I wouldn't mind. Hmm, neither would I. 